Welcome to the Model Made Podcast, the podcast for models by a model. Tune in for tips, tricks, and talks that will elevate you in your modeling journey. This podcast is possible thanks to Model University, which aims to educate and elevate models to their full potential and paycheck. Now, here's your host, internationally working, multi-agency represented, professional model and coach, Lola Shaw. Hey there, models. Today's interview will feature Dionius, a.k.a. Dioberto Photography. You can find him at Dioberto Photography on all social media platforms. He is a commercial fashion and portrait photographer based in South Florida, but passport ready. College graduate with a background in engineering, business, marketing, and criminology. He specializes in branding, whether personal or corporate. So if you want high-end, impactful imagery that's creative and bold, he's your guy. 2020 makes it 10 years in the industry working for Fortune 500 companies, NFL and NBA players such as Dwayne Wade, clothing lines, actresses, models, singers, rappers, realtors, book authors, chefs, and more. Here's my interview with Dionius, a.k.a. Dioberto Photo. <laughs> my name is Dionius Burton. I'm a fashion and portrait photographer based out of South Florida. Um, I'm available globally. Um, I focus mainly on helping brands, uh, basically enhancing brands mm-hmm. um, with the high-end quality uh, fashion photography as far as lighting and posing, um, and then also the editing portion of the process. Um, and I also, for my projects, I'm very hands-on. Um, I actually like to help with the creative the creative process, so it's not just me showing up my camera. I got mm-hmm. to work with my clients beforehand and get a good idea of what they want. And make sure like everything is custom tailored to their needs. So I like to call myself like a branding photographer, even though I and I specialize in the style of fashion portraits. Does that make sense? It does. That was very well laid out. Oh my goodness! Well, Yay! You. Look at you, <laughs> um, I've been in the game for about ten years. Um, I've worked with a ton of celebrities, Fortune five hundred companies, universities, models. Um, makeup brands, clothing lines, um, you name it, I'll probably work with them um, for the most part. Mm. Uh, any favorites? I always wanted to ask you that. Like, any like certain type of client favoritism going on? Oh, yes, for sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite would be Dwayne Wade. I'm a part of his branding team. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, I've, he was always my favorite, one of my favorite players growing up. Mm-hmm. So to be able to work with him so closely um, over the last like five or six years mm-hmm. has been um, extremely humbling. Um, There's been a lot of revelations I learned about him and I learned about myself during the process. So like there isn't, it's hard for me to even like match. It's hard to like compare it to any other experience because of how in depth it goes. Um, because outside of shooting, and helping on on the photo shoots, like I'm actually a part. Like I do most of the retouching for like the major shoots that we do. Gotcha. Um, and then we also travel with him on on many occasions, and that takes you all over the place. So it's it's hard to compare that to <laughs> working with anyone else. But um, there are other, there are other clients who stand out for their their specific reasons, like maybe just the personality of the people that I'm working with, or mm. Um, I just love the ideas that they had. Like everyone stands out for different reasons, but that one is just like completely different. Like no one else. <laughs> Even when I work with other celebrities, it's still not the same as working 
uh, within that circle. Understandable. But if you had to kind of like quantify what a typical relationship should be between a photographer and like a model or a subject, what would that relationship typically look like? Like what's a healthy relationship between like photographer and model? Um, the first thing is just respect. Mm. Um, have, having that mutual respect for each other. Um, not to, not to cross. It, and it's really, it's, <laughs> photographers get this, um, this stigma attached to us because of a couple of perverts. So <laughs> they assume that. <laughs> They assume that a lot of us are just in this because we want to get pretty girls and we want to be around pretty girls and this and that. And my, at least for me, my um, my initial reasons for getting into photography had nothing to do with that. I legit wanted to learn how to use the camera. Mm. I had seen photos, so I'm just like, I want to learn how to take better photos. That was it. There was no other motivation when I first started beyond that. Um, and then as I got into it and started learning more, I'm like, okay, I need to create a couple of rules for myself. So I create boundaries, but I'm like, I'm not using photography to get women. Mm. So if we shot together, like, I'm, there is no, there is no relationship. There is no follow up. There is nothing. Um, I wanna, <laughs> <laughs> so that was one thing. Um, the other thing I, I realized that I had a, a gift for finding flattering angles of people. So it mm -hmm. didn't matter however you felt about yourself, like, I'm going to shoot you how I see you. Mm. And I try to find the most flattering things because I want you to feel good about yourself after the shoot. Like, I want you to be happy. I don't want you to feel like you just did a photo shoot. I want you to feel like you had an experience that helped with your confidence. Even if you're already confident, like, I just want to help that whole process. Um, and then third, I didn't want to be a local photographer. So um, I made sure when I first started, I traveled a lot. Like I wanted to immediately travel, even though my first couple of trips led to nothing. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure I did that, and I know that's not answering your question, but <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> but it's good because it's just showing us about you, you know. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, but getting back to the topic, um, respect is the first thing. Making sure that it's mutually beneficial for both for both people, depending on like how in depth you want the relationship to be. Mm -hmm. So. There are certain models that, like, they're my go-to for when I have clients that need models, they're the first people I mention. When I have an idea that I want to work on, they're the first people I reach out to. If it's if I have, like, and they reach out to me as well when they have ideas and they have clients. So it's like we're mutually trying to help each other grow as artists in this industry. It's not all about money, but there is a money aspect to it. Um, you know, and it and there's certain people for that. Not everyone, you know, fits in that category. Yeah. Um, so yeah, creatively making sure you guys are on the same page. Um, having the openness to learn from each other. Um, and then making sure, at least from a photographer, that you're protecting your model. So like, and this is something I take very seriously. I don't, I don't like to, um, even if the let and this and this I'll just get to like the one that makes the most people concerned about. So when it comes to nudity of any sort, mm -hmm. like I'm always super, super, super careful about how I shoot, what angles I take, what kind of lighting I'm doing, what kind of editing. Like I always want to make sure I'm protecting a model's brand when we do that type of thing. because mm -hmm. um, a lot of people kind of get pushed that way these days, and you just have to be careful. Even when I did my Eve aesthetic. Concept, uh, my Eve Center project. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was based on the Eve gene, but it also had like a nude aspect to it. Mm -hmm. 
but I made sure that the identity of the models were not available. You could not, like some of the models couldn't tell it was them. Wow. They were, yeah, they were getting themselves confused with other people. And I'm like, perfect. I didn't want anyone to walk in and be like, oh, that's my friend. I can tell by, nope. Ooh. Nope, there were no identifying marks or tattoos. And like, I made sure everything was removed because I didn't want people thinking about the person I wanted to focus on the art. Mm. Um, so yeah, so those, I think those concepts and those ideas are like the main things people gotta make sure you have. And I think that all comes down to communication. Got it. Yeah, please cut me off if I'm rambling, but. No, no, you're good, you're good. We got respect, we got protecting the models and then using the communication, so definitely. Yeah, yeah, big time communication. Like if you realize your communication styles aren't great, I would try to address that, a lot of people know, like, hey, I'm not happy with which how you said such and such, or I, I, I receive information better if you present it this way. Like, you have to, it's like a level of maturity you should come to, and it to make sure that the situation is the most beneficial. Um, some people don't care, and it shows. It's mm. good for them. Um, I don't know, I, I just prefer having the last relationships as much as possible. I think that models at large would just love to have long-lasting relationships because that's how you grow that's how you see that you're growing and that's how you honestly get to bigger and better levels and that should honestly be the goal for anybody doing anything is to grow is to grow towards your goals so i think that those are really key aspects that if you find that in your relationship with a photographer or with a model I think that very few things could go wrong if you are communicating, you're being respectful, and you're just making sure that everybody's protected in what you're doing. So definitely, that was a great answer. I know you thought you were rambling in some parts, but you got it. You got it. People got the goal. Okay. I want to add one more thing. Too. Oh, yeah. So one of my, um, and I guess it's really just a, another example of everything you just said. Um, there's a motto that uh, when I was at, I went to USF, University of South Florida in Tampa, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went there and there was a motto that I met that she ran track. And when we met, I saw it. I was like, yo, she could, she could definitely do fitness modeling. I know she would be great at this. But like, mm-hmm. she has the body type. She has the height. She has the look. I'm like, okay. So I approached her and I was like, hey, I want to do a photo shoot with you. This is my website. I would like to do a test shoot with you just so you can see if you're interested in it. She was like, okay. She tried it out, and she loved it. She loved the images that we got, but she was still a little apprehensive about going into the whole modeling field. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, people have stigmas on both sides. Like, people have heard bad things about mo- things that happen to models, and, and the same thing about photographers. So it's like there's always stigmas out there for each industry. Um, but as you get into it, you know, you learn how to maneuver. Yep. You, know, you learn, um, you know, what to trust in. Uh, so in our in our process this was maybe this is 2020 so i was maybe it's been six years but Mm. she she trusted she trusted me for those first couple of shoots and um and i have a process about i have a i guess a that was what i'm looking for i kind of basically i train models on how to pose i have a system Mm-hmm. And I taught her my system, and it was, it was weird for her at first. <laughs> when I say like, dude, she was like, "You want me to do what?" I'm like, "Just it's gonna come out right in the camera." <laughs> like, um, just don't think about it. Just do it. Trust yeah, me. Just, yeah, don't, don't think about it. <laughs> just, just trust me. Just trust me. So she she trusted me doing her process. Um, and now she works with Nike. She works with Adidas. Mm-hmm. She works with Under Armour. She's 
constantly between, and she lives in Vegas, but she's constantly between Vegas, LA, and New York. Nice. Um, and I think Baltimore is the other one. But like, she's always traveling, and she always tells me, she's like, I'm so glad I trusted you all those years ago with the whole modeling thing. She's like, I, I didn't even see that for myself. Hmm. And now that's that's what she does, like for the big brands. So it is not it's not a that's not really a testament to me necessarily, it's more a testament to her and her hard work. But like when you build a good relationship with um when you build a good relationship it can lead to great things. Hey there model. If you love what you are hearing so far, check out Model University. The best part is you can enroll for free. Sign up for your free model prerequisites, which includes model orientation with a list of free amenities at Model University, the free modeling 101 textbook, how to make your first $1,000 as a model, and the free online modeling 201 course for finding the money in your market. Check out the show notes below to enroll today. This is really true. And that's why I started out this entire interview with that question, because Everything else after that, like once you know what should be done in a good relationship, you can definitely spot out the bad. So to follow up with just the relationship in general, like what should a model look for in a photographer? Like what are some qualities that a photographer should possess that a model would want to work with? So the first thing I always tell models, even and I tell any client, client, make sure you're in love with the art that the photographer is producing. Mm. So, and me and you kind of <laughs> talk about this on camera, so I can finally say it. So, if you're, um, and excuse my language, um, if you go on, I'll just say the safe word. So, if you go on a <laughs> photographer's page and all you see is butt, understand that when you when you show up to the shoot, he's gonna, he or she is going to expect to see your butt too. These are facts. That's like your people are showing you who they are, and you should believe them. Like, like legit trust in that. I saw um, a a documentary called uh, what was it called? It was with a really really big name photographer. I think his name is David Bellamere or hmm. something like that. Um, I really wish I knew knew the name of the documentary. I'll, I'll probably I'll look it up while we're doing this. Um, hopefully I remember. But during the <laughs> During the documentary, he was doing a photo shoot for Treats Magazine. Um, Treats Magazine is like, basically it's an all-new magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's what the documentary is called. You can only watch it on Stars or on Amazon Video. So um, I saw that. I I don't see a lot of photography documentaries. Well, okay, let me see what this is about. Let me see if there's anything I can learn from it. And he's the kind of photographer that he's super hands-on with the models. Mm-hmm. So as far as posing, he's grabbing legs and touching arms and moving shoulders and gra- like literally grabbing the models. So if you're, when I saw that, I'm like, okay, I do not touch the models at all. Like if I touch a model doing a shoot, first of all, I've asked for permission. Mm-hmm. And it's something super simple, like a hair is out of place. And I don't want the model to move out of their pose or something, but I legit, I'm hands off with that part. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching him be super hands on, like grabbing everything and just <laughs> moving things. I'm like, uh, oh, okay, that's different. And one of the models did not know that that was his style. Mm. And so she felt super uncomfortable with all of it. And 
it was too late because they were already out of the country on location. Ooh. She, yep, she's completely nude, and that was that. So, um, be be aware of the people that you're working with in that sense. So, watch and see if that's something that you're comfortable. Other girls they have a problem with it. Either they were already used to it, or they just thought this was just how things work. Mm-hmm. But um, if you can watch the BTS from your photographer's page, or I mean, on their page, or see some, you know, I don't know, any kind of video, anything that talks about how they operate, learn their process if you can um, ahead of time, or just ask the questions. Um, so yeah, um, I got completely off topic. I feel like no, <laughs> I mean, like, but that was definitely like a good. It was a good branch because you explained what you were supposed to look for in a photographer. Um, you went the anti way though. You were just like, yo, if a photographer like just shoots a lot of butt, he's gonna want to see yours. And you gave us yes. an, an exemplary example of what that <laughs> really looks like and how bad it can get if you don't do your research and then you just show up to the shoot and it's just like, little did you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, to add on to that, he's and the crazy part, his name is Big. Like he has worked for everybody, for Vogue, for Harper's Bazaar, for L. Like he's done. He is a fashion photographer. Mm. So, like to get his name attached to you as a model is a big thing. Just know what you get yourself into. Mm. Um, I felt like yeah, he was yeah definitely a little way too hands off for me. Um, so okay, so yeah, so look for. Look for the content that they produce. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not know about equipment, but if their if their portfolio looks like what you take in your cell phone, don't do it. Um, and that's not a slight, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, cell phones are very capable. Um, I literally tell photographers, I'm like, hey, remember your clients have cell phones that have pretty decent lenses on. Them. Like they're they're not like it's not trash. It's not it's not garbage anymore. Like these, they can shoot some good stuff, um, especially if they learn how learn a little about lighting. Yours, yeah. So, mm-hmm. sure, their their stuff looks better than your cell phone pictures. Um, look at the style of editing because um, there's different there's different understandings and different expectations when it comes to editing. Some people prefer for all of the skin texture to be gone. Mm. Um, other people like to like to maintain the skin texture. And there's people who um, they just throw a filter over, so they're not really doing any editing. They're mm. just adding um, like a vintage filter over the photo versus actually custom making that. Um, and it, it may be hard to decipher at the beginning, but just pay attention, ask questions. Um, you can really tell a lot of times with their uh, their editing schedule. So if you reach out to a photographer. They tell you, hey, you're gonna um gonna shoot on this day. You did, I don't know, let's say ten edits, and they tell you they'll have your edits completed three days after your shoot or four days after your shoot is over. They are not retouching your images unless they have no other clients. <laughs> really? <laughs> they are just doing. They're throwing your photos through some auto, some uh, plugins. They're throwing some um, actions. They're doing a whole bunch of auto stuff and filter. They're not actually going through and retouching your photos that fast mm-hmm. unless they don't have a lot of clients. <laughs> um, two, you guys have already talked about that timeline being that tight or they just don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't necessarily call it a bad thing, but it's like that's what they know. So know what you get yourself into. 
Um, a lot of agencies prefer if the edits are either they're going to be super high end and look super professional or they want them to like look like just there. Like agencies, and this is from all agencies don't want that in between where it looks like it should have been high end. Your skin looks weird. We can't use that. Mm. Um, yeah, so you got it. It's either or, at least from our experience. Um, so you're looking for editing process. You're looking for, um, looking for editing process. You're looking for what kind of equipment they're using. Uh, I guess like through the images, whatever. Um, you want to see their shooting style. You want to see their shooting content. You also, um, I would ask like what the shooting environment is like. If you if you aren't sure, so like they have their own studio. Are you going to be by yourself with them? Uh, especially if they're if they're someone new. I would try like you're not you don't know them. I would try to find out if they're going to be a makeup artist or a hairstylist. So someone else there, um, you know, just because you don't know them. Gotcha. Like just make yourself feel a little more comfortable. Um, I would definitely, definitely ask other models who they've shot with what it's like. Um, because you can talk to them, they can give you one story, double check that story. Hmm. Um, I have, a, and I can use myself as an example, my reputation is legit the same from everybody. You're not, everyone's going to say the same thing about me when you shoot me. Dion is really goofy. He's always laughing. He wants to have fun. He, but he's extremely particular by his shots. <laughs> he wants his shots. <laughs> like, if he doesn't get a shot, he's going to feel some type of way about it. He's going to figure it out, breathe through it. But, like, you're going to be happy with the shots that you get. Um, and then after the shoot, that's it. There's no follow-up. There's no, hey, let's hang out. That doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like... There's very, like there's people I've become friends with, but and that's a that like that took years. But I'm not meeting you and let's go meet out that night. I'm not spending that kind of time with people. Um, that's a thing that you cross lines sometimes when you do that. So uh, stay away from that. And um, oh, and especially for when the photographer starts flirting with you excessively, when you guys are first having your conversations, red flag. Don't do it. He's a pervert. Or it's not a pervert with everyone else, but something about you. <laughs> Maybe you're mm. I I don't know how to explain it to you. Mm. But you know those you as a a person, you know when other people are flirting with you. You know when they're trying to, you know, make insinuate certain things or going a little too far. There's other photographers. Find mm. another photographer. It's not even worth going through that process. Um, because so are, especially, oh, go ahead. Um, especially with guys, you give a guy an inch, he's gonna try to take a football field. Not a whole football field. Yeah, you gonna yeah, we got problems, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, are there any other um red flags that you would mention to models? Because that's like a really good one. Any other red flags? Um, definitely the flirting. Um. Oh yes, so. This is a, this one comes down to the logistics of the photo shoot. If there are this part, I don't, I just, I don't know how the photographers operate. I always have a mood board created for my shoot, so mm -hmm. we know we have what the wardrobe is going to be, we know what the the pose is going to be, what the lighting is going to be. I've already determined the editing style for the shoot. Like all of that stuff is lined up. 
So I like to show my models that ahead of time. Um, and depending on the, the timing, sometimes they don't get it. They'll get it. I'll show them before we start shooting. Gotcha. Um, but for the most part, we have all that stuff decided way, you know, way before the shoot starts. But if they don't, if they don't have, they haven't given you a timeline for when the shoot is going to start, um, when the shoot is going to end, when you're going to get your proofs, when you're going to get your edits. If like they're not giving you hard deadlines, um, then that's that's a red flag for sure because you may end up in those scenarios where they um, you finish the shoot and you get your proofs three weeks later and you make your choices and you get your edits four months later. Whoa. Like, yeah, I've heard people, oh, I haven't got my edits in six months. I'm like, six months? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, how big were the images? <laughs> wow. Like, no, but I saw them putting up other people's stuff. They haven't sent me mine. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's crazy. Um, but it happens a lot crazy. more than people think, too. Yeah, the the barrier to entry into photography is very low. So if you have a camera, you have a website or Instagram page, you can call yourself a photographer. Um, now, whether you've earned the title is completely different, but you can call yourself a photographer. Um, and then if you don't know protocol, if you don't know industry standards, you know, you're going to make up stuff. Hmm. For some people, they think that's cool. They think it's absolutely cool. Yeah, I took my time. I got a, I have a nine to five, so I do this when I get time. Mm. Like, be aware of who you. Those are the kind of questions you want to ask. So definitely know the logistics of, um, and the deliverables, and the delivery schedule of what your your final product. Um, and is is good to have a contract. Um, that that will protect you the most over anything else. If you have to take the photographer to small claims court. Um, like if it gets too outrageous, uh, so it's good to have a contract. Not every photographer gives out contracts for every shoot, um, but you know it's good to have something in writing about what the expectations are. Either that's through an invoice, a contract, like you need something in the email, like have something that proves what they said. Mm. Even if you guys talk about it over the phone. With the new normal in mind, we have a way for you to get model coaching from the comfort of your own home. Because you are a valued podcast listener, we want to give you access to Model Mastery, the membership program. Get detailed curriculum to help you build your modeling career. Check the show notes for a direct link to find out more and an exclusive discount. I think that's all I can think of top of my head. Hey, that's no problem because that means that we can slide right into the next <laughs> question. So okay. this one's going to be a little bit tricky, okay. but I want to know how do you keep an unprofessional shoot professional? Because, and the reason I ask this is because there are a lot of times, <laughs> more <laughs> often than we would like to admit in this industry, that a professional, whether a professional photographer or a professional model, gets put in an unprofessional situation where either you know a professional model will show up to a shoot and people are late. People don't know what they're doing. People don't know the shots that they need to get. People are taking their time. People are going overtime, X, Y, and Z. And that can be paid or unpaid. And it's tragic both ways for multiple reasons. Or as a photographer, you walk in and nobody knows what's going on. The model is unprepared. The stylist isn't there yet. Hair and makeup is a disaster. Like, how do you 
like how do you stop a train wreck as it's happening that's basically the question okay (laughs) like how is is that even possible you know um but you walk me through like your first reaction or like your thought process on how to really keep an unprofessional shoot professional gotcha okay so I'm I'm a I went to school for engineering. Mm-hmm. So what they what they teach you in engineering? Well, I initially went to school for engineering. I didn't finish that degree. Yeah. I have time for it. I did four and a half years out of a five and a half year program. Very long story. But mm-hmm. um, in that process, what you learn is that um, what they teach you in engineering is that you're you basically are problem solving all the time. That, that's what they're teaching you how to do. They're teaching you how to break down situations or break down scenarios um, mathematically to get the solution that you need. It's not all about math and science, but like you're using math and science as your tools to figure out these problems. Got it. So um, sometimes people get confused about, oh, what is this? Like, that's all it is. We just know how to problem solve. And they teach you a certain like process. So because of that, I have a very like, um, methodical way of breaking down those scenarios when things go wrong. So if it's an issue of timing, um, honestly, with me, you get to a certain point, I'm canceling the shoot. Because there's no, like, you're you're paying for time for everyone to be there. If you start wasting that, yo, we can, just, you, can, you can definitely cancel this, reschedule it, do something, but you can't, you can't be disrespectful of people's time. Um, I think I think that might be my love language. Because <laughs> I get real, like, I'm real um, particular about time. Super particular. Like, if you say you're going to be there at a certain time, be there when you say you're going to be there. Um, especially like on professional shoots. But um, let's say a person is like 15, 20 minutes late. That that doesn't, that's not going to ruin the shoot or anything like that. However, you know, I'm not going to be happy. And I'm going to voice it. Um, so I have to get off my chest. So. <laughs> I, <would> just, <laughs> I, I don't hold stuff in that doesn't fit you very well um but i don't do it in a way i disrespect you i just let them know like hey i'm not okay with you know you being that late blah, blah blah and they'll explain what happened i'm like all right cool let's move on um so once they're there i'll just once if someone if the only thing issue is that they're just late then i'll just make sure i make it up on my end I'll just take responsibility for it because ultimately it's on a photographer anyway. So I'm sorry. I just got to shoot a little faster. I need to figure out something a little quicker. Make sure if they're late, all my stuff is in order. Mm. Um, so that would be something I would do for time. Let's say I get there and nobody knows what to do. Um, then I would probably just go with each person or each group of people and just kind of um, like go through the move forward. Like, hey, look, this is the look that we're going for. And just like whatever confusion they may have with each group piece by piece. And then we should be good to go. Um, if it's a scenario where I did have a student where the model, it was her birthday. And it was, <laughs> it was a birthday shoot. She wanted... Uh, um, no, I don't want to say that because I may give out too much information on who it is. Mm-hmm. But basically, she was nervous, and so she wanted to drink. I'm not, she wasn't nervous. She just wanted to turn up. It's her birthday shoot. So she wanted to drink alcohol before the shoot. And she wanted to drink alcohol while she get her makeup done. And she wanted to drink alcohol while the shoot was happening. Okay. So, in that case, you have to, because <laughs> it's hard to tell a grown person to do something. Um, Especially once they've been drinking. 
they've been drinking and they're determined to continue drinking. So what I had to do is just, um, own it. It's not trick her into doing the stuff I want her to do as far as posing, but like, like kind of lead her a lot more than I normally would into poses. And I had to like, um, basically adjust to her. Like at that point, it's not about me anymore. It's about like, okay, one, I still got to get my job done. Mm-hmm. Two, everything else is here. I just have to maintain her through this process. So she actually ended up doing a, a decent job. Um, mm. But she was definitely <laughs> she was definitely drunk. Um, so avoid letting people get drunk on shoes. Um, it's not it's not cool. That's a good I hate point. That. <laughs> I really I legit get answered when someone says, "I just want to take a shot." No, for what? <laughs> for that. Like, take a shot of water. <laughs> Let's everybody pop bottles of water. Let's do that together. Let's do that together. Put that on a t-shirt. Okay, we are. <laughs> that part um, is real. And so I think I think the biggest thing with any time the shooters becoming unprofessional, people are losing their confidence and that kind of thing. So I've had shoots that's happened to the model completely lost their confidence and got nervous and just in their head too much. It's like taking that time and just talk to them, like ask them questions, figure out what's going on with them. Um, let them communicate, let them vent, let them get whatever is happening on their chest, be reassuring, um, and like help, you know, calm them down to where they're able to still produce and complete the shoot. Um, I remember having a shoot and the, the model or the subject she this was her first shoot mm. but it was for a commercial project oh so there was a time crunch and people were the other the owner of the company and the other people were pressuring her to like hey you know you're not doing a good job we need you to do better da, da, da. and people were being very um aggressive in a sense towards her and not in a bad way but they didn't know this was her first shoot so I put her to the side, had a quick conversation with her, and she kind of let me know. And, like, legit, we I was able to connect with her, and she calmed down. I'm like, hey, I got you. I'm going to help you do this. Just follow my lead and just breathe through the whole thing. And she ended up doing a, she ended up doing a good job. But it, we, I had to take that moment, pull her aside. Yeah. Get her away from everybody else, get away from all the noise and everyone else's expectations, and just, like, connect with her and understand what was going on. Um. So many times I've seen people just like completely catch attitudes and forget that we're still humans. Mm. Um, we have feelings, we have emotions. Um, we have external things happening outside of the shoot. So, you know, you just got to be patient with people and make sure you're asking questions so you can have a better understanding um, to what's happening. I think that's uh, uh, really key as far as just even like back to the whole communication that we started out with. Uh, if something's going that unprofessional, it's just like, are you communicating to people to even just kind of figure out what's going right, what's going wrong? And then sometimes once you figure out like, oh, okay, certain people aren't here, the client's not here, or whatever we're shooting hasn't arrived. Like once you get that perspective, it shifts how you operate on a set that you, even though it's still unprofessional because everybody should have their things together, but now you can... <laughs> You can at least look at it from a different perspective and uh, adjust yourself accordingly. What I will say, though, is at any point is, and this is something that I personally want to know from like a photographer, at any point, is it okay for a model to leave an unprofessional situation? And if so, what are those points? You know, like outside of the big ones, like, you know, you're being like abused or like 
verbally disrespected? Like, is there any like level of unprofessionalism that is reached that's just like, okay, at this point you can leave. Like at this point in good consciousness, it's not going to be a hit to your reputation. It's literally that unprofessional where you should be able to leave. Well, I feel like, so one, that's a good question. Um, I've never even thought, like, so this is my first time really thinking about like when that would happen. Cause I've never had that happen before. <laughs> like mm. I was just so confused and like, a lot of just like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out of here. Um, <laughs> I'm like, wait, what happened to you? <laughs> Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Right. <laughs> um, like, like you said, if they just been verbally disrespected or physically disrespected, I would do it. I mean, I would leave. If I think it really comes down like if people are pressuring you to do something, you're just not comfortable with. Mm. And, I, and that could be, I don't know what that could be. That could be something that feels dangerous to you. It could be something against your religion. It could be something um, uh, that you don't physically want people to see or they're trying, they keep trying to get you to do um, things that don't fit within your character. Mm. Like, I would, I, and I guess they would get, like, if you get pushed to an extreme, then I would, I would want to leave. I, I would say you just leave. Um, because your peace of mind is extremely important. Your safety is important. Your um, How you feel about you is extremely important. So I think in those scenarios, you should leave. If, if you have a prior engagement and you've told everybody what your prior engagement is and they're still late and all that stuff and they get close to your time where you need to go, then go. That's not on you that they're late hmm. or they're unprofessional. You, You've already communicated. So the expectation has been put out there. Everyone is aware of what that is. When it comes to that time, you got to go, you got to go. Um, I've, I've been in those situations a lot. And because someone has told me that, I'm like, okay, let's soup, let me definitely not be the reason why <laughs> we don't get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, always, I'm always happy that people communicate that to me. Um, for other scenarios... Those are actually really good, by the way. Uh, well, thank you. I'm trying to I'm trying to help. I'm trying to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to give good answers. Um, other scenarios. I think that. Yeah, I think. I think, it's, I think, it's, yeah, I think it's, when it comes to those extremes. Yeah. You should just go. Yeah, I think, um, and that was a good layout when you think about it. Like anything that's like pressuring you, anything that goes against like your moral codes or standards, your religion, um, anytime you're being disrespected, I think those are really the key moments where it's just like, and that's my cue. <laughs> right. Think I'm out of here. That all of this stuff is voluntary. I said the same thing about like, and this is kind of off topic, but the same thing about relationships, they are voluntary. You do not have to be there. Hmm. You can leave. Save yourself. Save yourself. And I think um, a lot of, especially with models, you feel so obligated. And uh, I feel like a lot of models go through this space where either they're just now getting paid work or they get the opportunity to get like a big break or work with a photographer who's going to like make their career. And because they put that obligation on themselves or on this moment or on this job or on this shoot, it makes it very difficult for you to be like, I actually don't have to be here. Like that thought process doesn't occur because so many models are just like, well, I really want to make this check. Well, my agency would be really mad if I left. Well, 
you know, yeah. photographer is supposed like has really good work, and I know that my photos would be amazing, but it's just like that after effect, and I think that you touching on the fact that peace of mind is so much more valuable than some fake obligation because honestly, it is voluntary. Your time yeah. is voluntary. If at the end of the day you left, yeah, you know, in some cases legally you might have to pay your agency back for the time that you got. You know, we're not escaping away from that. <laughs> Hey there, models. If you love what you are hearing so far, check out Model University. The best part is you can enroll for free. Sign up for your free model prerequisites, which includes model orientation with a list of free amenities at Model University, the free modeling 101 textbook, how to make your first $1,000 as a model, and the free online modeling 201 course for finding the money in your market. Check out the show notes below to enroll today. But you'll have the peace of mind. You'll have the power over your career and you won't be doing anything that you don't want to do. And if it was a very disrespectful situation, you can definitely take people to court because that's also an option. If it was that extreme, you can more than certainly take somebody to court and sue them. Because again, if it's something to that extreme, you definitely still have like basic human rights, even though a lot of people will make you feel like you don't. So, with that yeah, being said, yeah, I agree with that. Oh, one more thing too. Um, like you know, in those scenarios where things are, especially if you're an agency model, mm-hmm. like before you start, I'm not. I'm not saying people overbook. Or we don't have to be whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just being clear directly. <laughs> if you're an agency model and you're on set and some weird stuff is happening, call your agent first. But after you after you've spoken up to people and you're trying to figure out what's going on, call your agent before you just walk off. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like you were saying, like legally there are consequences to you just leaving. Yep. So you got to think like think big, like think long term about what you're doing as well, and then think about like um some <laughs> trying to figure out a well, You don't want to be um super overly sensitive to things as well like mm. somebody may make a comment um let's say they make a comment you feel disrespected by the comment just address them let them know like hey that was disrespectful i do not appreciate you saying blah such and such mm. like address the situation give them time to either apologize about it or maybe explain themselves a little bit better and then you know in your mind they want to work with them again <laughs> that's not always the reason why you just jet off and leave and now you you messed up your check, you messed up your agency check, and your agency may drop you. You're two things. And now you're completely out of work because of somebody that you don't know made a comment to you that you didn't like. Mm. So, and it's not like, and it's, again, that is not me saying you should accept what they said. I, my thing is address them. Address the situation. Don't just, well, I'm, I'm done and just not you. <laughs> now, it's a whole, you know, a whole situation out of something that may have been a miscommunication or it's something they just need to apologize for because they were just wrong. Mm. So just make sure, like, check, check a couple things before you just leave. Because uh, that is, that is not all, that's not always a good, the consequences are not always good for just leaving. If it's a one-on-one shoot, 
photographer. You paid a photographer, and they try to use headjet. And that's when you would demand your money back. Like, nah. Or talk to your bank. I mean, I love my bank. So anytime something fraudulent, first of all, I paid this person, and they did not produce the work that I paid them for. Because chances are, if a model, like if a model storms out on you, like you're not gonna edit their photos. Like that's just not gonna happen. Because what do you have to edit? You didn't finish the shoot, so clearly the work will not be produced. And whether you want to give me a full refund or not, my bank's gonna give me the money. So money, yeah. And that honestly, that kind of fits to something I heard recently from a uh, financial advisor. They were basically saying, pay a lot of stuff with your credit cards. Mm I use your credit card for most of the year, and, and I'm still got to research. So I'm like, is this a real thing? But like, he was the guy was saying that basically he pays everything with his credit card, and then end up money just pays with his debit card to his credit card company to pay off that. So he never uses his actual bank account for anything. So if anything comes up, he calls the credit card company. You know, credit card companies they don't play. They just nope, refund you back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even care. They giving you money back. So. That might be an option, too. Yeah. Definitely um, a, a double way to skin a cat, you know, depending on how comfortable you are. Because I know some people got bad credit, and they just can't afford to kind of just, like, every five seconds, so they owe their credit card company. You know? <laughs> so, no, that's different. No, 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 no. That's different. That's different. <laughs> if you're in debt to the company, don't use the card. That's yep. not you. We're yep, not, not you. I just want to clarify talking. that. Because some people be like, oh, I could do that. No, wait, wait, no. wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> you. We're not talking about you. You know, you got some steps to accomplish before you get there. But once you get there, this is an option. Uh, but yeah, that's um, that's definitely something that I wanted to touch on. And that wasn't like an original question um, that I had like scheduled for like our podcast interview. But based on our conversation, that's something that I definitely wanted. Like I saw the opportunity and something that is not talked about. Like nobody talks about like, how to handle disrespectful situations. So perfect opportunity. Glad that we took it. And we are going to end off our interview with one last question. Short, sweet, to the point. What are three things models can do to avoid terrible photographers? What are three things that can do to avoid them? Mm-hmm. Um, don't follow back on social media. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, if you... If you if you're a photographer, because I follow a lot of models, mm-hmm. um, that was like, that was one of my things. And it's, and it's kind of a side topic. That's part of why, like, I love my girlfriend so much because she understands, like, when I follow people on, on Instagram or social media, period, mm-hmm. I'm literally following because I'm like, yeah, that'll look good on my portfolio. Mm. That's it. Like, there is no, and there's nothing else out there. So, <laughs> um, when a photographer follows you, if you look, you like their work. Hey, follow back. If you don't like the work, don't follow back. Don't feel obligated to, which most people already had I understand it, but that's one way of avoiding, you know, photographers that you don't think will help you out on any level. Mm. Just don't follow them back. Now you don't have to see them, you don't know they exist. When they reach out with their, you know, hey, I'm a photographer, da, 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 you know, thank you for the opportunity, not interested. Like, keep yourself protected. Um that's one. Uh, other way to keep yourself protected, and this kind of—I I mentioned this earlier—making sure that you talk to other models who shot with that photographer. Got it. Ask, ask them how the experience was. Ask them, um, you know, how how long did it take to get the edits? 
like find out as much as you can from other photographers. Um, I mean, the other models mm-hmm. that he worked with. Um, and even photographers. Like, I, if you know the photographer knows someone else that you know, mm-hmm. ask them Like, get, get as much information as you can about that photographer before shooting with them. Um, another way to avoid crappy photography. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really pushing my brain right now. Hey, that's what we like to do. We're two down. We got Don't Follow Back. We got Do Your Research with people that know them or, you know, people that have worked with them. Those are really fun, too. Um, How to avoid them? How do you just avoid them? How do you just... (laughs) How do you just avoid them? Um, You avoid them by... Um, oh, there you go. I guess this helps by being aware of great photography. Ooh. So that means that you're in studying good photographers. When you find a good photographer, learn their work, see if there's any other work that's similar to theirs, see if they're following other photographers, um, or legit going to, if you're a lifestyle, if you, if your mind is more on the lifestyle side, then I would legit go into Instagram, type in lifestyle photographer, go on it to Google, type in lifestyle photographer, study the, the good, um, study good imagery. Mm. So studying advertisements. If you see, um, like one of my stylists, she loves to, when we're talking about concepts, she'll mention, Oh, did you see this ad for the 2017 fall, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's she she studies like all the advertisements that are coming out for different companies mm-hmm. um so you being aware of what it should look like will help you determine like yeah i'm not gonna go with that guy because that looks mm-hmm. nothing like what i'm aiming for Ooh, that was definitely definitely a good last moment right there that rounds it out everything because if you think about it if you don't follow them back if you do your research on them and if you are aware of what it should look like what your goals are there's no way that you can well it'll be very hard for you to fall victim to a terrible photographer love it let the people know what's next for you what do you have coming down the pipeline so next for me is to stay home because we ain't going anywhere in quarantine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I started to stay home. Um, I'm still doing one-on-one sessions with photographers. So if you know um, photographer or you're a model who wants to understand photography better, you want to mm-hmm. take better self-portraits. You want to take. You want to have people take better photos of you. You want to have a better understanding of what the photographer is doing and why they're doing certain things technically and creatively. Um, you can sign up for the one-on-one session as well. Um, I actually, when I'm doing my photography uh, sessions, a lot of times I like to teach the models what I'm doing mm-hmm. and let them know like, what's happening because I want them to be informed when they go on their next shoot. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because like, I'm doing it sometimes because it's helping me, like, you know, think through my think through what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it also lets them know, hey, all right, if I'm on location and it's the middle of the day, and the light is really, really bright, and I can barely open my eyes, then I'm probably not going to keep my eyes in the photos. Mm. There's no Photoshopping eyes on. I mean, you can do that, but it's going to look crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's like, I like to teach them while we're doing certain things so they can, you know, as they go through that process, they'll be aware of it. So you'll that's another thing you can know 
um, <laughs> to help you with it. if you're if you're new to everything, you're working with a crafty, uh, a bad photographer, not a bad photographer, a uninformed photographer. Um, it helps you to it can help you in that process too because you can know okay, wait a minute, the other photographer did this when we did this. This probably isn't gonna work. Hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, the one-on-one sessions are great for that. They're also great for photographers. They're great for um, small business owners because I have a marketing background as well. Mm-hmm. I did that for a few years at a Justin company. So um, you know, just helping people kind of go through that process. Uh, so the one-on-one sessions can help you in multiple ways. It can help you with the business of photography. It can help you with the art of photography. It can help you with um, the modern aspect of things of just being able to basically bounce ideas off someone who's had experience in the industry. Um, also, I'll be shooting as soon as we are allowed to shoot. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait. I have so many ideas I need to shoot. Um, and that's definitely it. Oh, and then the Eve aesthetic. Um, the prints are still available from our first art series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go on my website and be able to see those images and purchase those prints. They are amazing. And it's not just because it's my work, but yeah. like <laughs> I was thoroughly impressed with the prints themselves. Like I love my concepts, but when I saw the prints, the prints looked like yeah. they were art. They were um, they were painted by hand. Mm. And they last you 100 years because of the printing style and the printing material itself. So like these are really high end prints. Um, they look amazing. Um, there's two or three of them like I put in my house and I won't be selling anything. <laughs> I'm about to do a reprint though because I fell in love with them. Um, but you know I might have to sell them with the prices, right? That's so true. Um, like, eh, you can always reprint for yourself. You I know? can always reprint for yeah. But I want the first one because it's the like the first one first. Um, what else am I doing? Um. It's a side note. I'm publishing my first poetry book. Hey! I was a writer before I was a graphic designer, before I was a photographer, before (laughs) I was a videographer. And I've had some free time. And I finished it. So that'll be out soon. Ooh, we managed to see it. Well-rounded. Let me tell you something. He just gave you guys multiple ways to not only, like, interact with him, but to get like a little bit of him in your life, like one-on-one class sessions. You got the prints, so artwork, visual art. You got the poetry, something that you could read in your spare time. I mean, working with, looking at, and reading. Dio, how? <laughs> if I ever learn how to play, make some beats. I'm not just kidding. Oh my god! <laughs> Next thing you know, smooth jazz in the background as you look at the artwork and read the poetry. And yep, I see it. I see it. <laughs> oh man! Oh I, man! I, y'all not about to see that on my bio. Yeah, and I made beats. Oh and my gosh! Hit the DM for a free promo. promo. That's 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 when I'm gonna have to tap you on the shoulder and say, "I'm gonna need you. To, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to head out." Mm-hmm. Right. That's that moment. That's it. <laughs> where can the people? Where can the people find you on social media? Um, I am at Dioberto Photo on all social media platforms. There we go. You heard it here. Love it. Love having you as a guest. Um, Definitely, if you haven't already heard our first interview, you are missing out. Go ahead and grab all the gems that we dropped in that episode. It'll be in the show notes, along with all the ways that you can connect with, see, hear, and learn. Well, see, read, and learn from Dio himself. (laughs) 
So you already got me on the beats. You might hear something from soon, you know? Don't sleep on it. Okay. <laughs> that has been our interview for today. We'll be back again very, very soon with more from this podcast. But until then, lovelies, have a good one.